Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to this week's episode of the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. And guys, I've got a treat for us today. Uh, today's guest is a fellow Apex executive. He is the CEO of Pavement Management Group and the founder of Golden Consulting. Please welcome to the show, James Golden. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm so pleased to be here, man. Sam, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, just here to add some value to the, that audience, man. I'm super stoked to have you on. Um, and I, I noticed going through your bio, you're, you're the CEO of Pavement Management Group. Does that mean you're the guy that's responsible for all these potholes that I have to swerve around? Man, I love that question. This is what I tell everybody, right? No, we're, we're consultants, we're scientists, engineers, and uh, data collectors, man. So we don't get our hands dirty. I'm not out there paving. I'm not responsible for those potholes. What I am responsible for, you know, my mission is, uh, like I say, data-driven decisions today, better roadways tomorrow. That's the tagline of the company. That's right. really the mission statement. So uh, potholes, I've got my own YouTube video, man, and I say potholes are a choice. You know, it's a choice that... <laughs> America is making from our municipality perspective because we're neglecting our roadway system, man. So there you go. There's my answer to the pothole thing. But they're a choice. We we need to talk about that later on in the show because that's such a unique <laughs> skill set that you've got. I mean, I see those little vans running around uh, up in Dallas where they got the little cameras and the little kind of side feelers and sensors all over them and stuff. Is that you guys? Or you know what? That's your industry. Yes and no. Yes and no, man. So without getting all into it. Um, that is more of an automated approach. There's a couple of different systems at play on those vans. Mm -hmm. uh, I, James, about five years ago said, you know what? I'm not going to go invest in a quarter million or half a million dollars in a single vehicle with equipment on it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to figure out how to develop artificial intelligence against some GoPro videos. So oh, that's what wow. we've done at our company. So, you know, for me, I can come into Dallas with a, with what, a GoPro and my, and my uh, mount, jump in any car, go travel, capture video roadway, process that all in the cloud through our algorithm and we, we're getting the same data so it's, crazy. It's, it's, it's like that next pivot you know those companies were doing some really cool things with the onboard tech mm -hmm. we now have ai tech on our side so that's what we're up to man that's insane so i i do want to dig into that later in the show um of course but you know before i do i want to know and i want i want the audience to know um because i see you around all the time uh we're at events together we we hang out together but i don't really know you so i think we, we need to let the audience know just who James Golden is and uh, tell us a little bit about the beginning of your journey as an entrepreneur. Man, I love this. So, uh, so first and foremost, if I sound a little nasally or if I got some sniffles, man, I definitely got a cold. We're not going to say it's COVID. No, none <laughs> of that. It's cold for sure. Just playing, but you know what I'm saying. I, I, got, uh, so I got you. It's, it's allergies. It's allergies, allergies down here man. in Texas. That, yeah, that, it's uh, definitely allergies. Falling down there. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, no, I appreciate that, man. So, you know, I'm, I'm just a, you know, I kind of humble beginnings, man, you know, lower middle class, middle class, grew up in suburbia, um, outside of Columbus, Ohio. Okay. You know, uh, my father was in the, the military. Um, he took a federal contracting job. My mom was pretty much a stay at home mom with, with her own side hustles, mm -hmm. which is really cool. Babysitting kids, keeping books for some business owners and stuff like that. And I just learned at a very young age that if I wanted to, that those Jordans that I that, that you see me walking around with all the yeah, time now, yeah. at my older age, you know, or or back in the day for us, it was the Nintendos and things like mm -hmm. that. You know, my parents weren't able to, 
to do that, I had to figure out a route and a path to do it for myself. So I call it the paper route to entrepreneurship, man. So Dude, we, uh, we had, we, we're more similar than you realize. Yeah. Okay. That's I remember, awesome. I remember the paper route and saving up for video games and saving up for a bike and all that stuff. See, that's, that's incredible, man, because I mean, and I've got kids, you probably, you, you, you got to meet my kids out there at Million Dollar uh -huh. Mastermind, yes, if you remember, man, yeah. I brought my 21 and 24 year old. They don't know what a paper route is, you know, right. uh, those things don't really exist in their youth coming up. Right. Yeah, but, that's true. I, I would love my kids to have one, but like, there's, <laughs> there's no paper routes anymore. No, you're right. No. And then like looking back on it, like how crazy is it that these nine figure media conglomerations were paying 13 year olds to knock on old ladies doors and collect for, for, uh, Dude, papers, we, did. we did, we did. Like, That's what we did, man. We, we didn't even realize what we were doing because, like, I remember oh. them. I remember when we signed up for it, and I think I was twelve when I signed up for it. I might have been yep. eleven. I might Dang. have been eleven or twelve. But they they said, "Oh, you're new, so go around and introduce yourself to everybody." And man, <laughs> I sold so many new newspaper subscriptions. They gave me a, a little Walkman cassette player. You know, it was like a, a competition. But I had no clue they were using us as mini salesmen. I was just trying to get that Walkman. No, man, you're just, and exactly, they, they put that carrot at the end of the stick for you, you went mm -hmm. out and got it, the Walkman, man, I, I remember when I got mine, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's cool, like different times, right? We're at that age where we grew up in analog, we adjusted to digital pretty well. Yeah, I know there's yeah. some crazy t turn, like Zenial for it, whatever, who cares? I but... don't know, man, I just remember recording shit off the radio so I could listen to it on my Walkman while I did my paper route. Oh, dude, that's my life, <laughs> you know, making the mixtapes for my girls, you know, coming into middle school, like check out this mixtape, you know? And... What, what is it now? Oh, uh, well, yeah. Hey, check out the Spotify playlist I made for you. Is that how that works? Yeah, it's got to be right. You know, and there's no effort in that, right? I can go knock out a Spotify playlist in seconds, man. We had to work for that. We had to listen to the radio, record it. Man, so Dude, much what do, fun. What do you think a woman would do to a mixtape today? I don't know. I mean, you'd have I to do. give her the Walkman too, right? If she's north of, say, 40, she might be cool with it. You know? I love it. <laughs> I don't know, man. But yeah, dude, we, we're a similar age, man. So yeah, we grew up in yeah. similar backgrounds, which is awesome. So that's that's my humble beginnings. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, I learned pretty quick that you know I had to hustle to make a dollar to get the things that I want. What I didn't realize at a young age, doing the paper routes, you know, selling, buying, and selling baseball cards for a profit, right. knocking on doors to mow grass and shovel driveways. Oh god, I was I creating I don't an entrepreneur operating system for myself at a young age, right? Yeah, of course. You know, and I was able to carry that all through every stage of my life, you know. So, you know, we'll fast forward a lot. You know, at age 19, I had my first child. You know, you met him. He's 24. Oh, wow. I'm yeah. 23. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I had the MDM. As a, yeah, um, we're the same age, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, so that was an interesting point in my life. I had just gotten out of a two-year college program. I, I did like a tech school, you mm -hmm. know, Central Ohio Technical yeah. College, uh, which is really cool because it uh, looks like I might be their commencement speaker next next, uh, no next way, summer. No dude. That's you know, insane. Uh, that, that's so cool. Dude, it is so cool how things like come back full circle, man. I kind of, I'm, I'm a, I'm a advocate for the trades. I'm an advocate to alternate education. I'm an mm -hmm. advocate to continued education. You know, yeah. I mean, that's I've what I say. Total. So, you know, we got to look at them and say, hey, man, this one's a perfect fit for college. You, not so much. Mm -hmm. Let's let's talk about this for you. You know what I'm saying? And, and trying to guide the kids. And it's like my my kid brother went vocational at 14, and at 18 he graduated with his certification, and now he's a, a very successful business owner. But you know, I didn't go the college route. Um, but now I've discovered that that you know, so many people think that education finishes with school, and and that's really where it starts. Um, you just right. have to be self-driven to, to go educate and go learn. Otherwise, you'll stay in the same spot all your life. 
Absolutely. And it's sad, you know, that we are our age now. I know you've got them. I've got them. In all honesty, I, I've kind of lost a lot on, by design in terms of friends, a circle. My circle yeah. is totally different now these days, right? And it keeps, you know, the circle gets smaller initially when you mm -hmm. go on that personal development journey, but it doesn't have to say that small. Like you get into these apex communities, you get on yeah. these podcasts and add value and pour into others. All of a sudden, you're becoming more, we're all becoming more leaders. Mm -hmm. Now I'm developing a lot, my circle is growing with leaders and, and, and mentors to each other, all working to level each other up together. It's amazing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, I, I do, man. I can say this out loud because, um, you know, I, I highly doubt that any of my old circle listens to my podcast. Um, <laughs> same. <laughs> but, you know, about once a month, it's probably a little bit less now, um, I slip back by the bar. You know, now I I quit drinking five years ago, um, but I still slip back through just to just to see who's around and check in and uh, you know pee on a lamp post. And every time I, I go, that. I've done that many times myself, man. <laughs> dude, every every time I go, I find myself wanting to be there less and less. I find I've got fewer things in common uh, with my old circle, and you know I like to check in with them and you know say hello, but that's pretty much uh, pretty much it. So for anybody that's going through a, a level up and missing their their circles, I, I assure you, you you get better circles. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. You're you're, you're a thousand percent right. You know, it all starts with that headspace, you know, that what mm -hmm. six to eight inches between the ears and saying, you know what, I'm meant to do something bigger and better, you know? So I, I had a post the other day. I'm like, Hey, it all starts with that one decision. You know, you're one decision away from uh, having the life that you've always dreamed of. And what happens is on a post like that, my, my squad, right. My team's going to come in there and say, fuck yeah, James, you're right. Let's go. What, what, what decision are you making today? Right. Then you have the the scarcity mindset people that are still even even in sometimes apex man they're just not there yet right but they jump on there and say you know what 65 percent of people don't know what they want to do with their life or whatever and i'm just like hey you know what you're right so what we say to those people are what i can guarantee you that you want is a happier life yeah you can pull 100 percent of people do you want to you want a happier life than where you're at for the most part the answer is yes so great what is that one thing you can do right now that's going to put you over the edge for tomorrow to start doing and then stack those but you don't know so until I, you ask those questions you don't and, know and most people like especially when they when they join us they they haven't thought to ask those questions like like i was telling you before we went on air um you know i joined apex as a real estate agent and, and my goal was to build uh, a, a real estate brokerage and, and you know the the further along in real estate I got the the less I enjoyed it and the more I started podcasting and sharing business experiences the more I loved doing that and you know my passion uh, was for helping people and the yeah. vessel I was using was for was real estate and I never thought in my life I would be doing anything other than real estate and yet you know it's, it's amazing because you come into a situation, first of all, you were vulnerable enough to do that, mm -hmm. right? You stepped outside of your comfort zone. Most people aren't willing to do that. Way outside, way I outside. I will tell you, and I'm, I'm vocal about it. In 2019, I attended the first million, my first million dollar mastermind or whatever event it was. Mm -hmm. um, bro, I was riding around a stick pony hypnotized in that room because <laughs> I let myself go all in on being vulnerable and just trying to, just trying to discover a, a new crowd, if you will. Right. Uh, you know, you ask some people, there's probably people on this podcast that are like, I remember that dude, <laughs> you know, that was funny. But at the end of the day, you're right. You know, at some point you got to step outside of your comfort zone. You don't know what's really possible until you get around other people that mm -hmm. have that abundance mindset. You know what I mean? And you can, you can, you have that in common, you know, you start asking questions, you start learning. Same for me. When I, when I joined Apex in 2019, I had my consulting company 
-hmm. But I really, I realized pretty quickly after getting around more and more uh, business owners that shit, I just gave myself a pretty good paying job. I didn't really have a legitimate business. And how do I know that? It's because prior to joining Apex, this is why I went on this entrepreneurial journey, you know, in in self-discovery and personal development. It's because I wanted out. I've been doing this pavement management stuff since the age of 19. That's what that's back. what I wanted to get to. I wanted yeah. to I wanted to go back and start on this story yep. from a, as a, as a 19 year old uh, with a baby in his arms, going right. What the fuck do we do? And you you went yep. straight into pavement management at 19. I did. I got a I got a call from you know my last name is Golden Man. I use a lot of the golden analogies. So right, a right, golden sure. opportunity knocked on my door. You know what I'm saying? And that mm-hmm. opportunity was from a friend of the family and said, hey. I got a guy in business I know who's doing this pavement management thing. He needs some summer help. Um, I thought of you since you were interning at the Ohio Department of Transportation. Is that oh, something nice. you might be interested in? I said, what's it pay? To your point, I'm a 19-year-old kid with a with a 19-year-old kid with a kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. I said, what's I, it pay, I, man? I you know, and he said, hey. 19. Yeah. I no, he said it's going to pay you a uh, 10.50 an hour. I was making 7.50 an hour as an intern. Yeah, back so, then, te- back then, ten fifty was yeah, good money for a nineteen. Nineteen ninety nine, you know. I mean, yeah, that was that was good money for a nineteen year old. Yeah. Um, so I took it. I, I took the meeting. He gave me an opportunity. I jumped, went all in, and asked a ton of questions. That guy became a mentor to me. Uh, fast forward seven years in his company, we went from just the two of us to a mm-hmm. team of around ten that I managed. I became the director of operations. I ran all the client services. You know, I managed all the client services. Um, quality assurance, all that operations. I just grew by right, asking right, questions. Right. When we were out and about, I would pick people's brains. You know what I mean? <laughs> I did it the right way. You right, know, right, of course. But of course. I just learned as much as I could. And then an opportunity presented itself to me to start my own company in 2011. And by opportunity, it was, hey, James, you're getting called into HR three days after Christmas in 2010. Uh, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to let everybody go. Uh, the boss is retiring. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Okay. We, well, but again, opportunity. You we've, know, all, like, we've all had that kind of opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's like, and so it's a great opportunity for me to say, you know, I went from a kidpreneur to an intrapreneur. It's time mm-hmm. to be the entrepreneur. Like, right, I didn't right. even hesitate. It was just the next step. Um, now, the path from that next step to where I'm at today is just like every other entrepreneur journey, dude. Highs, lows, peaks, valleys. You know, we'll use the roadway analogies right now. Pop right, holes, right. dead ends, roadblocks roundabouts, turnarounds. I got them all. I'm writing a book on this shit, man, because they're all relevant. Well, <laughs> so this is, this podcast is designed for us to, to, uh, to air some of those things and to give back and give some lessons to the folks, uh, folks listening. Yeah. Take me through one of those roadblocks. Take me, th- take me through a fuck up. Take me through something that, that really sat you on your ass and uh, tell me how you handled it and how you I'll grew give, as a business owner. I'll give you a great one. So for me, high ticket consulting is what I was in, right? Mm-hmm. What I currently am still in data collection, all that stuff. So when I started my company in 2011, uh, I just kind of took what I could get. I, I, I contacted a couple clients. I knew the nut I needed to survive. Right. And right. that's all I fought for. And that's, and you know, and we know that you're going to get what you're willing to fight for. Correct? correct. Yeah. That's what I was willing to fight for. That's what I got. Fast forward to 2012. I did. Okay. I got through that year, 2011, started mm-hmm. coming to March, finished out. Okay. Made more money than I made, you know, working for somebody. I was happy right, with that. Right. 2012, Opportunity Knox, City of Cincinnati, large client. This is a yeah. quarter million yeah. dollar annual contract over six years. I get the job. Okay, 
I'm pumped, man. I put all my eggs in this basket. I had to hire a couple people. No big deal. I was also working some smaller deals by smaller, you know, $25,000, $30,000 range. Business is growing. That one client doubled my revenue from the previous year. I went from a team of one to a team of four. And I taught them how to do the work. That way I could, you know, this is James as an early business owner. Hey, I kind of got there. I'm going to put my feet up on the desk and have these people go run this for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no yeah, focus yeah. on sales. No focus on retention. None of that stuff, dude. I just got <laughs> I just got sidetracked. Okay, dude. I'm I'm laughing so, because like this is <laughs> this is what we all fucking do. This is what we all do. We all do this shit, man. Yeah. Oh my god. So so here here's where the fuck up comes into play. We go through that process. 2012, 2013, 2014. Business is still kind of growing, mm-hmm. just because. You know, you do work for something, you do a good job, there's going to be a referral here and there, you know, I was relying on some of that. 2014, we finished the project out. I got a phone call on a Friday, you know, just like today, man, around four o'clock. And it was the city engineer. And he said, hey, man, I I, I got some bad news for you. And Mm -hmm. I said, what is it? He said, we're not going to be renewing the rest of this contract because it was a six year contract mechanism which yeah. I thought was ironclad. And what a lot of people think is like, oh, James, you got those government contracts. You're good to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me tell you about those. Net 30, net 60 terms. They don't yeah. pay on time. I mean, mm-hmm. there's always a clause in there. They can back out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I'm not Halliburton over here, okay? Right. <laughs> so no, I, I get it. Yeah, I get you it. You get it, man. So the bottom line is this is where that fuck up came into play. I put all my eggs in that one big basket to do a great job for a large client. That mm-hmm. project took around six to eight months of project timeline for me to finish. Right. So what happened was I wasn't growing the business the right way at all. Mm-hmm. I took my foot off the gas and I thought I was locked in for six years. So for me, James, I'm like, I got three more years to go grow some more, right? I got this. Yeah. Well, it was stripped away from me just like that. Now, wow. in my world, I can't just go grab another quarter million dollar contract next week. I can't just go yeah. sell another yeah. service, another website, another... That's not how my business was structured at the time. So, These are 18-month buying cycles back then. You know what I'm saying? So there's your fuck up. So how did you pivot? Yeah, how did you get out of that, man? I'm going to tell you how I got out of it. True entrepreneurial style, man. I hustled my ass off. So I knew. So luckily, that was at the end of that contract, right? So I had about six months before we would have started the next cycle with them. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, time to turn on the thermostat, man. How do I go, how do I go generate six, another quarter million dollars of revenue in six months with 18 yeah. month buying cycles? Now, so what I did, I developed a little bit of a process for myself, you mm-hmm. know, instead of relying on referrals, I started creating some sales for myself, you know, a little bit of a script, knock on some doors, you know, uh, hit my, hit my current client base and said, Hey, you seem to be happy with us. Who else can I talk to? Right, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Really yeah. leaned in a little bit. And I'm very proud to say that in that six months, I almost made up of that quarter million dollar revenue holy shit yeah, because because what, i had a team now i had people yeah. I'm, I'm paying i mean i got i got people in my business they have kids they have families mm-hmm. they have you know i got payroll right you had that massive so, why yeah and a massive <laughs> why so i'm one of those people like they say pressure makes diamonds whatever like i am that guy a lot of us are i perform better under pressure mm-hmm. you know the new the james of today doesn't rely on the pressure i have systems and processes in myself my calendar and my business so where i don't have to do that right but so many people when the backs up against the wall man you know it's it's what i say in case of emergency break glass you know mm-hmm. that sign yeah yeah you know how many people in an emergency are going to run right by it we're breaking the glass i don't know dude. i'm smashing the glass dude yeah where like... are the where are the glass <laughs> breakers right where mm-hmm. the glass 
uh, the glass breakers. We're helping. We're leading. We're directing in a pressure situation. Yeah, that's I know how that. you stop an emergency. You roll up your fucking sleeves and you, you grab exactly. the available tools and you get to work. That's right. But yeah. so many people lack that or have no desire to be that. They just want to run with the herd, run on out of the building. No, I'm breaking the glass and saying, "Who's? I'm, I got this." Yeah, you know. And that was just that. that that's moment. such a good analogy, man. I've, I've never yeah. heard it put like that. But you know, yeah. no doubt in my mind, I'd just be breaking the glass and getting on with it. You know. That's right. And you know what's cool about like you, Sam, or me, or anyone else that probably is listening to this. We're all probably that type of person. But I, when you yeah. actually give yourself some perspective and think about it. Think about how many people do not have that perspective. That is not how they operate. Dude. You know what I mean? That Dude. is the masses, you know, yeah. and it takes, it takes a unique leader to say, I got this, put it on my back. Let's go. So that's what yeah. I did in that situation, man. And so bring it back full circle real quick. So what I yeah. started doing yeah. in 2015, that next year coming in, I said, you know what? No more. I'm going to create buckets of client lists for me in terms of revenue size. And, and for my world, you know, I think every business has a currency. You know, it's not necessarily dollars and cents. Um, the currency for us in pavement management land, like I like to call it, is, is miles. How yeah. many miles does a client have? The miles are my opportunity. Right, right, yeah. So you can imagine a city like a Dallas with three, 4,000 miles. Oh, that'd be awesome to get that job at 200 bucks a mile, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah, lot of driving okay. for you. So yeah. Dallas knocks on your door and says, hey, man, we're pulling the plug. Good luck. Mm -hmm. How many more Dallases exist in the United States of America? Yeah. As an opportunity. yeah there's it's not many number. yeah but look at the friscos of the world mm -hmm. right you know plenty of those in the united yeah. states yeah so the point was that was my pivot point where i said okay never again let me create buckets of small to large cap sizes that i want for projects yeah. and make sure i'm yeah. doing the work to be able to maintain those and grow those over time and so all different levels of clients so if if one yes. goes bad you've got several to fall back on you got it you got it man dude that's some uh, some really good advice um you know, so now you've now you've kind of adapted and uh, you've got that all set up. What what do you think the biggest challenge that's facing you as an entrepreneur and business owner for the uh, for the upcoming years is going to be? What? So the biggest challenge for me, there's two parts. One is technology, and one is me in my own business. Right. So my business, I did it. I did it a little bit different than most people will. You know, a lot of business owners come in with this badass, awesome sales system that they've got, or they're good salespeople, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that's awesome because they understand sales so they can kind of take their unique skill sets, come into a business and at least go make sales. Yeah. That yeah. was not James 10 years ago, man. I knew how to operate. I was an operator. Right. At the right, time. right, right. And a visionary too, to some degree, like I could see a big picture, but I wasn't going to go pound the doors all the time. I had to turn up. I mean, from my, just my story, I just told you that's what got me into really sales Yeah. because yeah. I was forced. So my point is, my biggest, um, you know, challenge, if you will, right now is just building out a sales, a sales team. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got one individual now. We're doing pretty well with that. We're going to systematize that part. So that's, that's just a challenge. We'll get there. I'm not worried about it. I know what I'm, I believe I know what I'm doing there. I'm not perfect, but it is a challenge because our systems and processes, our operations are spot on right now. Right, so our right. solution is locked tight to go sell to the masses. The other part of that for, for the business side of the house is technology. So we are leveraging artificial intelligence, I think, is the next wave. It'll be here. It'll be good to go for, for maybe a decade. Right. But there's already advanced LiDAR concepts coming out, mobile LiDAR and different things like that that are in the marketplace. Those price points are coming down. Like you said yourself, you know, James, do you use those vans with all the fancy shit on it? Yeah. Yeah. That was the technology of 2010 to, you know, 10 to 20. 
Oh, okay. So right? that, those are phasing out and you're, you're, you're at the leading because, edge now. You know, let's say you're a business owner and we have the same end result of terms of data collected. Would you rather have a half a million dollar van that sits in your garage and you have to drive all over the country to get the data or would you rather just throw a GoPro in your backpack and get it, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And then with, with mobile LiDAR coming, like our phones have LiDAR in it. You know, it's a very cool technology. So I'm already playing chess. That's what you got to do as a business right. owner. You have to understand when to pivot, how to pivot. If you're not growing, you're dying. All the Gary V analogies in there, right? They're all mm -hmm. there. They're all true. Yeah. So yeah. we are in year five of what started with high, high definition video capture and process. And mm -hmm. now we're already thinking how to get in the next five years that'll, that'll just emerge into that technology. Well, and to be honest with you, I'm going to be just blunt here because I'm on the path. I've done the work. Um, this will be an exitable company by then. So, yeah. you know, I'm very excited about that, where we're going now. 10 years ago, I didn't start my business for that reason. Three years ago, four years ago, I joined Apex. Never thought about exiting anything. I thought right, I was going to make right. 100000 bucks a year and live the life of my dreams, you know? Mm -hmm. So anyway, like coming into these groups, connecting with guys like you, it really raises that financial thermostat in a great way, you know, because we can all help each other to get there. And, uh, and what you're doing with your business is uh, is what made Wayne Gretzky one of the gate the greats. You're you're skating to where oh. the puck's gonna be. You're setting up right. for the business that's gonna be coming in the next five years, as well as paying attention to what's going on now. Like so, so many guys don't think past the next set of payroll. You know? No. Oh my lord. You know? <laughs> hey, and I, I was that guy too. You know? I didn't. It wasn't until probably year two or three that I even developed a cash flow statement for myself. I didn't know what a cash flow statement was. I didn't know what cash flow, you know. Uh, I mean, cash flow is the thing that flows out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things where I just took whatever skill set I had and just started a company. You know what I mean? Uh, the difference is I'm I'm coachable, man. I'm coachable. Um, I can be stubborn. Don't get me wrong, but it doesn't mean I'm not coachable. You know, I'm always looking to what others are doing. You know, we have Build Your Machine in Apex, which we all hear about, yeah. you know, and I took all of that and ran with it on a different platform. You don't see James talking about roadway management that much on, on Facebook, for example. Right. You, but right. you go to LinkedIn, it's a whole other conversation, bud. And, you know, how do you know you're doing the work? It's when you get messages like I got today. James, love to set up a discovery call with you. I'm quitting my job as a sales rep and I'm starting a paving company and I want you to be my mentor and coach. Boom. Boom. Like that gives me goosebumps, man. That means... That means like I'm adding value to the marketplace above and beyond my client. I'm mm -hmm. showing others what is possible. So it's exciting. But it also means that, that you're doing the work and you understand where your target audience is. Absolutely. A lot of people, when they set out, they never really define who they're looking for. Um, let's, say, uh, let's say real estate agents. Oh, well, I want to do business with anybody that wants to buy or sell a house. Or insurance <sighs> agents. Oh, well, anybody that needs insurance. But you've taken the time and defined your ideal guys and found that ideal marketplace where they hang out. And now you're, you're an attractive character to them and they follow you. They're following you on a platform that they use every day. Like, right. it, it, it blows my mind how many people try and set up a business and don't know where their clients are. Oh, my Lord. Well, <laughs> and I was that guy, too. Like, I'm just going to be I, honest. I was as well. You I mean, were, too, how right? I think like, I learned this shit. It's from failing, you know? And I'm gonna tell you, I'm embarrassed by this. I don't get embarrassed. It's not that. It's just real life. I remember yeah. Mike Claudio in 2019. Mm -hmm. 
we were in apex entrepreneurs together at the time mm-hmm. we were sitting out there having lunch you know he, he and i had connected early on because back then i think entrepreneurs had like 12 people in it right, you know right. and um he said james who's your ideal client and i'm like oh shit that's a great question i'm like uh anyone with road a roadway network man so cities and he was like he basically was like bullshit we need to niche down on that right yep. Mm-hmm. This dude was trying to give me the game and value ahead of time. And I was over here like the questions were coming at me. I wasn't prepared. Right. And in some ways it's embarrassing, but I, I was not embarrassed by it. I was humbled by it and said, okay, I've got work to do. I can't come into a group of high powered business owners and performers and articulate what I do very well. Mm-hmm. I need to, I need to go through that process. So that's why I joined entrepreneurs to get all that clear. It was a great step for me, even though I had seven or eight employees. Right, right. I didn't have that part of my business figured out. So I did all that, you know, and it took some time, you know, and then it made sense once I felt pretty good with that to go to that next level, like executives, you know, mm-hmm. I'm on that constant pursuit of, of really learning and growing and realizing that we all need to be doing that. You said it earlier, you know, it's, you know, your, your, your education should never be ending. Right, right. It's why the 90-year-old cellist still practices his cello, you know? He, he might want to get a little bit better. Like, Absolutely. I, I don't ever see me stopping reading or stopping learning. I've got, like, this whole list of shit that I want to understand, you know? I mean, like, you've got guys that can do electricity and, and, and all that kind of stuff. For me, that's just magic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Same. I, I think it's I think it's magic too. <laughs> you know, don't poke it with your finger. Um. Oh my lord, it's funny. Like I, you walk into a room, you flip a light switch, and you know, thanks to electricians and and Thomas Edison, the shit just works, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's magic. It, it is magic. Yeah, just airplanes just, are magic. You know what I mean? How do they even fly, dude? They're so heavy. I don't know. I like. don't know, but it's fascinating to me. And um, you know, I'm I, I love airplanes. By the way, my dad was a mechanic on airplanes in the air force so like as a kid i was around some airplanes yeah yeah and just fascinated with it you know so uh just a quick story we went and saw top gun maverick as a family um so top gun's my favorite those freaking fighter jets man it's just it just gives me the goosebumps i love Mm -hmm. it but still i'm like how the hell are they doing this (laughs) (laughs) it's you know it's even worse with helicopters because airplanes fly through through science Helicopters just fly by beating the shit out of the air and just yes. beating gravity into submission. I, yeah, I it's crazy every time. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably get back on topic. Oh yeah, sure. Okay, my bad. My bad, audience. No, I, I, I love it. I think they're probably going to love it too. This is uh, this has definitely been a fun interview for sure. So, um, shit, I don't know where to go next. I want to stay kind of in uh, in yeah. edu- education for a minute because I know how important. Uh, reading is to a lot of us. You got any good books you've read recently that you can uh, that you can share with the audience? Oh my lord! So yes, the answer is yes to all of that. Um, I just finished a book called Winning with by Tim Grover. It's the follow up to Relentless, which is a badass book. Um, just when I thought Tim Grover couldn't go to the next level, he did mm-hmm. with Winning. So I'll yeah. just tell you that right now. Um, a book that's a little bit more top of mind to me right now is James Clear's. Um, oh. Sh- habits uh oh atomic habits atomic thank you thank you geez atomic habits i'm rereading that book yeah so i have i think a lot of us do i call myself like the addpreneur like i I never (laughs) read prior to like a few years ago so what happens is i'll open up a book be be present intentional Mm -hmm. i'll get three four or five pages in i don't care how good the book is this thing just starts wandering my mind (laughs) so books like james clear's um atomic habits there's so many great things in there 
that I've been going back to specific chapters and in, 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 in working on those, like habit stacking, for example. Yeah. Um, I made discipline the word of the year for myself this year because I was never disciplined. Go ask my friends, you know, some, some guys that know me pretty well at this point in Apex. It's like, you know what, James is pretty well, but he doesn't seem to be very well structured or right. very well disciplined. That was, a, that was actually one of my next questions, but, but keep going. We'll, yeah. we'll get to it. Well, and I don't know if that's because I had to be. I came from a family of structure and discipline, right? You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's because I didn't want to. I don't know any business owner that says, I can't wait to start my business tomorrow so that I can live and die by a calendar. But <laughs> guess what? That's what it takes all of you. You want a shortcut? You want a mm-hmm. shortcut to business? Fucking do the work. You know yeah. what I mean? Get some discipline in your life. Get scheduled. Get regimented. Realize that you don't know it all. Go find the right mentors. Go hire a coach if that's what it takes and realize that you're not going to get their advice. That is the only shortcut. Education. Yeah. Full circle. It's education. And education can come in many forms and shapes. Mm-hmm. You can do self-education by reading books. Uh, the problem with those is how many of us actually take full action on what we're reading all the time? You know, maybe little bits here and there. Very, I try very to find few of us, thing. yeah. So, so when you go to an edge, uh, a mentor, for example, or a coach, you know, that's what you're getting. You're getting that accountability. You're getting some, some guides and some areas that you're lacking, you know, at least that's my, my opinion. You know, um, I, w- I wanted to touch real quick without cutting you off on yeah. your, you read a few pages and then you, you wander off. Um, the book, uh, Limitless by Jim Quick about how the brain works, about how learning works. In there, he says there's a zone where you're most attentive and able to retain information, and it starts to wane by about 20 minutes. And so what I find myself doing, I've got three or four books uh, that, that are ongoing, um, and I dip in and out, and I'll read 10 to 15 pages. I'll read a chapter. I'll pick them up. I'll put them down. And by having different topics in front of me and different things to focus on, I think I pay more attention. It certainly feels like I do. It's a little hack I picked up out of that book. Um, But now I never sit and read for more about 15 or 20 minutes because I remember at school, like, you know, you're doing your homework and shit. You're like, oh, I'm just going to knock it out. And you'd be doing it for an hour and you wouldn't be able to remember any of it. You're like, what what, what on earth did I just do? So uh, that's one thing I've done to, uh, to help me out is I dip in and out of books 10 to 15 pages or, or, or a chapter at a time. And it, it helps keep that knowledge fresh in my mind. That's a great hack, man. And I'll, I'll just echo that. I, that's what I have to do too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, we're all about doing the work in, in, from the work perspective, that's that on the educational side, it's a double-edged sword. Cause you, you want to be that guy that gets in there and get that hundred, 200, 300 page book read. But at the same time, if you're not reten- retaining any of the information, exactly. what was the point? Were yeah. you doing the task just to go tell all your friends you read a book? <laughs> or are you in the past because you're really actually trying to be intentional and get something out of it, right? I, think, I mean, yeah, I read a book without pictures, you know, well done. Yeah, yeah, check me out. I read a book without pictures, man. And, um, but, you know, but, and that, yeah, go ahead. You mentioned, you mentioned calendars though. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, you're, you're a, you're a fucking stud, man. You're, you're a winner. You're a producer. You're, you're kicking ass over there. What does your calendar actually look like? Tell us a little bit about how you manage your time because I want the guys listening to just know just what it takes to operate at your level, man. Dude, outstanding. I appreciate that question, man. So number one, it was a skill that I did not have. Mm -hmm. I had to go learn this skill and I was smart enough to hire a coach to help me on certain things. Mm -hmm. This was one of them. This was one of them. So I approached my coach one day. I said, hey man, you got to teach me how to time block properly because for me, time block was... I had to look at my schedule Monday through Friday and fill it from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. with all the work that I had to do. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So what happens is I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a sales activity here. I'm going to do a marketing activity there. I'm going to do this there, whatever. You get the idea. Well, guess what? It didn't work because employees knock on your door. Clients call you. Emails Mm -hmm. come in. Mm -hmm. Request, hey, you want to jump on a podcast, right? So (laughs) bottom line is- My bad. My bad. (laughs) Oh, man. So- so the bottom line is I had to learn this skill. So here's yeah. some, some, maybe some tips or some things that I do. For me, everything starts on Sunday, actually. Okay. So the first kind of item I look at on my calendar is a Sunday. And what I'm doing is I'm taking a look at what's already on my calendar for the week based mm-hmm. on my time blocks that I have. Yeah. You know, yeah. I control my time. I protect my time nowadays. So if I'm going to do a discovery with a client, well, guess what? I'm controlling that, number one. Use something like Calendly. You know what I mean? I know you do for yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, we both sure. shit, but I'm trying to help others out there that maybe not know. So we all get flattered by someone reaching out saying, Hey, I want to set up a discovery. I want to have a client call. I have a problem. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so my employees have this too. So they can go book time that I've set up ahead of time for project management questions, dead time, you know, Hey, this is like the open door policy. Well, yeah, it's a one hour a day. You know, mm-hmm. you missed the freaking window. You need to get me till tomorrow. And they know that, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, I don't take calls when my phone rings. It's I just, unless it's my wife or a kid, you know, get the idea, man. Yeah. Exact same way. And your clients, you know, that, that it's probably not an emergency unless maybe you're a coach. I can, I can understand some of that part of it. Right. Mm-hmm. But the reality is if a public works director is calling me, there's really no emergency here. You know, right, I'm gonna let that right. get a voicemail. I'm gonna field it. And I'm going to go to my time block where I can handle that appropriately. Mm-hmm. That way, Look, I'm still attentive to my client and I'm also protecting my time. You know what right. I mean? Well, it's, it's so, focus. It's that focus, focus that is, is if you've got the ability to shut out all your distractions and focus on the exact thing in front of you, you can get it knocked out and you can do it to a very high quality level. When you're trying to work on something big and important, the last thing you need to be do is having a beep every time you get a fucking Facebook notification or an email or a text message. Like my phone is on silent probably 90% of the time, you Same. know, um, my voicemail says, Hey, if you need me, hang up and text. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, well, and I, I want to piggyback off of that. Like we talk about calendar structure, focus, it starts with don't focus on your calendar. Day one, focus on you, what you just mentioned, mm-hmm. right? Take control of your time. Turn off your email notifications. You don't need notified just because you get a freaking email. I check my email three times a day, period. End yeah. of story. I do it when I get up. And not right away when I get up. I'm just saying like when I'm preparing to go into the office to see what's coming in on my lunch break and at the end of the day. That's, that's when it. I that's when I do it, mate. Yeah. That's it. That's because it, it's, man. There's, there's, and there'll be 60 fucking emails in there and 55 of them are important. And exactly. if, if, if there's one that's really important, my phone will have been blowing up anyway. So That's yeah. right. And you know what I do? So within those five relevant emails, what is important to me and what can I afford to delegate to my team member that mm-hmm. they can take care of, right? Yep. So there's that part of it. Dude, I started, so I don't I started forwarding any, you know, voicemails. Start, for, start forwarding, start voice forwarding voicemails to team members. You know, hey, like, same, you know, take care of this. Exactly. Yeah. Dude, just spot on. You know, early on in the business journey, we think we have to do everything. It takes, you got to cut that pride out at some point and say, no, nah, I need to learn how to delegate. That's how you build and well, grow. I, I think that so, though, I think that comes from the the need of the the individual that's starting the business to try to in their mind save money and 
God, it's it's such a it's such a difficult hurdle to get entrepreneurs over because if your skill set is worth a hundred dollars an hour and you're sitting out here doing fifteen dollar an hour tasks, you're not saving fucking money. It's costing you eighty five dollars an hour to do your own paperwork. Like it's well, so man. hard to get that through to people. Yep. You know, cash is king, we understand that. Business owners, at least early on. What I like to say to those people is at least your thinking is pretty good. Like, oh, okay, I'm trying to protect my dollar. I'm trying to, mm -hmm. but you're spot on, man. You're only going to grow to where you are in your business. You have to grow to where you're going to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to do a time study. You have to do a, an analysis of what's your work. What is your time worth? You have to do an analysis of what do you like as a, from a task perspective and what don't you like? Yeah. You know, so I had to do this and say, what are the things I really enjoy doing at Pavement Management Group as the CEO? I'm using air quotes because, <laughs> right? And what yeah. are the things that I'm still doing that I just can't stand? Mm -hmm. So when that task comes up on my time block, I'm like, oh shit, here I go again. So it took me a while, but now for the most part, I'm, I'm in a really good spot, man. You know, I've been able to delegate over 80% of my tasks in the last two years to my team. And I just hired a high level. I'm not going to call her a COO yet. We're not, we're not at that job title yet, mm -hmm. but she's a high level operator. Right. Right. I brought her into the company. It's the most expensive employee I've got. It was scary to do that. Mm -hmm. But when you go find the right person to take care of these things for you, you're not going to miss that money. I can tell you that right now, because now you can pour in to those other areas with your hundred dollar tasks, thousand dollar tasks. Right. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're going to find, wow. I'm actually making more money having these people do this for me. Yeah, you just you just got to run a little faster, run a little harder, but you're 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 right. You spend your time focused on the tasks that your skill set commands the most money for. And, That's right. You know, it just it's it's so difficult to get those guys to see that and to take that leap. Um but that's that's just the magic of it dude and the thing is right you you mentioned i'm gonna look at all the things that i love to do and i'm gonna look at all the things that i i hate to do well with people we're all different and we're all opposite and like you find somebody that loves the shit you don't like to do you find somebody that loves being buried in spreadsheets that that loves doing you know the analytical stuff that loves uh, that doing the integrator side stuff and you go and be the visionary or, or whatever it is the, not everybody likes the same shit you like and not everybody's good at the same shit you're good at so I find people that are great at their specific niche and I just slide them right in there you know? dude perfectly said my friend that's what it's all about just because you don't like something doesn't mean that someone else out there doesn't actually enjoy that as a task or as a job or as a role right. and it took a while for me to kind of get that even better I'm now an actual leader in my business. I have a leadership team. I work through the project management side of all this and operations and the marketing, right? Now you're able to pass those skill sets. That's that's how you, there's levels to everything, man. Mm -hmm. And that's how you pass those, you got to pass those leadership skills onto your team members so they can start looking for those things as well. But, you know, Traction is something that's uh, by Gina Wickman is mm -hmm. a book that every entrepreneur should read. Absolutely. Whether yeah. you think you're ready for implementing Traction or not, it's something that it starts getting your mind thinking that way. That is something our company is going to start going through probably the start of Q4. Mm -hmm. um, we're already implementing pieces of it, if you will, in, into, into our company, but we're going to go all in on it, you know, because that's what we're talking about is getting the right person in the right seat. Yeah. Once yeah, that person yeah, yeah, yeah. is there, giving them something, again, when I talk about currency, mm -hmm. what is their rock, right? What is their number for the day to need to 
to get? Is it this yeah. many phone calls? Is it this many demonstrations? Is it this many miles? What is the number for them? What is their KPI to know we're, we're all rowing the same way? And then as the business owner, how can you just have a quick little dashboard where you can get eyes on that and say, uh, you know, Sam hit a six, Janet hit a 12, Dylan hit a 250. It's a number, but you understand the relevance and importance of it. You know where you're at at all times. Yeah, I, uh, I took a real long, hard look at doing the EOS coach certification. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, the, the, the thing we were talking about before I went on air, that, that, that deal, that's just kind of, yes. put a, that's kind of put a stop on that. <laughs> hey, and that's a, hey, that's the, you know what? The EOS thing for you was nothing more than a, a pit stop. It was, you know, I'll use my roadway analogies. It was a pit stop to get you thinking. And then, you know, a new exit came up. When you hit the road, yeah, it, was, yeah, it told right. you to turn to turn here, and now yeah. you're on this new amazing path. That yeah. I'm sure you'll announce at some point. You know when the time's right for everybody. You yeah, know, when so. the like so, <laughs> we've we've got the handshake on it. But when the when the ink is dried on the contracts, there'll be a very public announcement. But for now, I just gotta just gotta kind of just keep treading water and just. <laughs> That's yeah. right. But uh, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, so, I've got just a few more questions. Um, before we wrap this up, man, it doesn't feel like we've been on for 50 minutes, but, um, oh, wow. know, no, not has, at all. time has just flown. <laughs> it's, it's just like chatting to a buddy. Um, you know what I mean? But, um, there's, there's so many people look at people like us and go, Oh, they're killing it. Oh, I wish I could be this guy. Oh, I wish I could be that guy. And they don't really understand that it doesn't matter if it's $10,000 or a hundred thousand dollars money swings through a company in and out and in and out and up and down and up and down. So for those guys listening, you know, how do you, James Golden, how do you define success? Oh, wow. I love this one. So I created something for myself, you know, so I'll share this with the audience. Um, I wrote an article on it as well. I don't really focus on the definition of it. I focus on the measurement of it. So for me, you can find me on my pavement management hustle, man. What gets measured gets improved. I, Correct. I say yeah. that all the time. Okay. So I wanted to look at a way, I didn't want to focus on defining it too much because I think that definition changes as we grow and as we get into new roles and new family situations. So yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, being in school, y'all remember how to, uh, maybe you don't, I wasn't the best at math, but finding the area <laughs> of uh, the volume of an area or a mass, the volume of a mass, right? Oh, I know. That's I'm a out, science equation, I'm right? Out. You're out, but I'm gonna make this so easy, man. It's height times width times depth. Oh, I knew you take that. The height. Yeah, 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 right. It had yeah. to come back, right? Yeah. You take the height of an object, yeah. the width of them, and a depth, right? Mm -hmm. And you get the volume. Mm -hmm. So for me, success is volume, man. My volume, how is my passion, my volume growing? How am I fulfilled? That's my volume. Right. Okay. Right. So how do I do that? Height starts with height. Okay. That's something you can measure. So when we think of height, what do we think of? We think of growth or mm -hmm. tall, how tall yeah. something is. Now, I quit growing at like age 18, so that's that part of it's irrelevant, right? But what I can continue to grow is my learning. I can grow right. through learning my personal development, reading that extra book, hopping on that podcast, right? Correct, Answer yeah. whatever it is. So I can measure that each year. How many books did I read? How many podcasts were I on? Mm -hmm. Because that height is going to help me get to my goal. Width, right? What is the impact of my conversation now? You know, how, how wide am I growing in terms of a network? I told you my circle got smaller. And back in like 2017, right? Well, now it's time to get it wider. I need to get wider. Okay. Get wide with my groups, add value to my groups. 
And then finally, it's that depth. And I'm just now coming into my depth. I just told you a short story of how someone came into my LinkedIn DM and said, hey, I want to talk to you. I'm quitting my company. I'm, start, I'm, I'm quitting a sales job. I'm starting a company. I want you to be my mentor and coach. Right, wow. Right. Like that's pretty foul. So that's depth. That's impact, man. That's how much impact that width that you were gaining. That's, that's how much your impact. Dude, I love it. It's out. such, it's such so, a simple analogy, man. Simple it's analogy. So simple. I mean, we all need to find what works for us because you go into any, and you, that's probably why you asked the question. You're going to get a yeah. different answer. That's an awesome question. I get different answers so, from everybody. Yeah. That's, you get different answers from everybody. So mm -hmm. for me, I didn't want to focus on having a cool answer. I want to give, you know, something measurable, you know, and that's what I, that's how I look at it, man. So um, that's the stuff that kind of gets me up and going every day is how am I measuring this man? I'm the mass. I'm the object. My family's the object. I have to fulfill it. Right. So maybe, maybe fulfillment right. is, the, is, is the short answer to defining success. How fulfilled are you as a person, as a father, as a husband, as a dad, as a cousin, all of it, yeah. business owner, leader, there you go. Dude, I, I love it. I love it. That was that was such a good answer to that question, man. Thank you. All right, so I've just got a couple more questions. Um, I've got the old uh, <laughs> the old standard that I I don't know. I may retire this question. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna keep asking it for now. You know, this this podcast is aimed at people that are several years uh, behind us in the business journey, and um, you know, I like to ask James if you could go back and give a piece of advice to to yourself. Um, you know, on your entrepreneurial journey of maybe five or maybe even 10 years ago, what's the one standout thing that you've learned to this point that you, you wish you'd maybe known a little bit sooner? Wow. Um, so I'll go <laughs> maybe on the macro level at first. And I would say, um, you know, I'd start with the word discipline. Yeah. And I would say, be structured, right? Set the vision and make sure you're taking action steps every single day to reach your vision. You know, because a lot of us think that we're starting businesses because we're quitting their job. We, we don't like our boss, right? We want to go make billions of dollars, but there's no plan. Right. They, um, the, the reality is there is no overnight success story. It has mm -hmm. never happened since the dawn of time. So to be a success in your vision, you have to do the work all yeah. day, every day. You have to goal set. You have to measure every step that we have to be. Uh, you have to audit yourself, Right. So that's probably the, I would go back to the 19 year old kid and say, Hey man, good job on accepting this crazy offer of being a pavement manager. Mm -hmm. Like no one even knew what that was. Right. Um, make sure you continue your learning growth. Don't settle for where you're at. Keep thinking about where you can go, you know, and uh, you know, just be always looking to be a good steward for yourself, for your industry and for yeah. your family, you know? So legacy is always big minded for me. It's a big word. Most people understand what it means. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I would tell that kid back then, but Hey man, you're going to go build a golden legacy, you yeah. know, yeah. to get there. You're going to have to do the work all day, every day over a long period of time. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, I I've had many pit stops in my life where I've taken the foot off the gas. I've right. slowed down. I got comfortable. Um, but the good thing about me is at some point I knew to audit myself. I knew to go back to the mirror, look at it and say, what the hell are you doing, man? You know? Yeah. Uh, we've all had that conversation right. too, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. We've so, all had that chat yeah. in the mirror. Yeah. That's a great question, man. It's a tough one. You know, there's probably a lot of good value and questions or answers from people, but you know, it's like, you think of that one thing, it's like, you know, it's okay to be different. It's okay to be the different person in the room. And it's okay yeah. not to have to share your goals with everybody because the people you're going to share these things with day one and early on in your journey, they're going to shit all over them. Yeah. They don't see you. Yeah. They don't yeah. believe in you. 
Mm-mm. Right? And, and but that's, it's the same people that's I can your promise route. you. Yeah. Well, as I will say, I can promise you that you do it for 10 years like I've done it, you've done it. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Those people circle back in a whole different way, don't they? Yeah. Because uh, I always knew you'd make it. I always knew you'd, I always make, knew it. you'd make it. You know, I've had those DMs come in. Come in. Yeah. I've seen somebody at the grocery store I'm like, shit, mm-hmm. man, I just want to let you know I follow you on Facebook still. Mm-hmm. You're, you're doing great, man. I knew you could do it. Really? I don't think we were talking about that 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you get to a certain level and we've, we've all got the same fucking stories <laughs> we all do we all do that's what's awesome about this man dude i love it man you've been such a fucking cool guest um and this has been such a great conversation um man i got one last question for you before we wrap up and it's uh, it's just housekeeping brother um for those people that have enjoyed the show and enjoyed listening to you and uh, we'd like to pay a little bit more attention to you on the internet. Where can we find you online and where can we follow you? The easiest thing is go to jamesgolden.me. Just go to jamesgolden.me. Um, you know, I try to be forward thinking for this type of stuff, man. So I built course, out yeah. a quick little site. You can understand a little bit more who I am, my bio, my headshot. You can see my business holdings. You can see, um, you know, some of the things that I've been up to. And the obvious part of that is you can find how to catch me on LinkedIn, Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram. Uh, those are my three major pillars. Um, on LinkedIn, you know, hey, look, man, it's a little bit more of a professional network. You have to understand how to leverage that the right, right. way. You know right. I mean? um, that's where I'm at is Mr. Pavement Manager all day, every day, business leader. Uh, Facebook, I'm doing more of the leadership type stuff, family type stuff, right? More about me, me personally. And Instagram is kind of a combination of all of, you know, all of it, you know, so... Nice. Uh, you can connect with me any of those ways, you know. Um, so, well, my man, it has been an absolute freaking pleasure interviewing you and getting to know you a little bit better. And uh, I'm sure we'll have lunch or dinner the next time we uh, we run into each other in town, man. It's been uh, it's been wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on the show, James. Yeah, greatly appreciate it, man. I look forward to seeing you soon at an upcoming probably Fly on Friday. You know, so. uh, yes, and sir. Um, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for the opportunity. Uh, hope it's just to add value to the uh, small business surgeon network out there, man. Great podcast you got going for you. I'm proud of you, man. Dude, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, so much for being on the show. Um, All right, guys, that was James Golden, head of uh, Pavement Management Group and the founder of Golden Consulting. Um, Please go ahead and check out his stuff at jamesgolden.me. And uh, as always, you can find us at uh, at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook or Instagram. If you've got anything out of this show, do me a favor and share it out there. Help a few more people to discover our little world and uh, maybe make their businesses a better place. All right, that's it from us for today. I will see you on Wednesday for an episode of Sam Sees What's Up. All right, you'll be good and stay safe. This has been the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you've made it this far, you clearly like it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you for your follow-up next week. The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in historic downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com or on social media at txfoundry. Thanks for tuning in.